0: My name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What did they love about being here? and how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show. Today is a really great day because I get to geek out on some HR tech. And I get to also geek out on some HR learning experiences. And it's been an absolute pleasure for me to be working alongside the Academy to Innovate HR, which is AIHR based out of Rotterdam. And today I'm going to introduce them to you. And so here to have a conversation with me about AIHR and how they can help you to be the best HR professional that you could possibly be is Eric. Van Volpen. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm Did I doing say well, your name right?
1: You do, you, you do, you do. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Joey.
0: Oh my, you're absolutely welcome. So let's get started because I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you. Um, tell our audience a little bit about you. Who are you? What do you do? Who is Eric? What do you do? I know you as the face of AIHR. Like every video I watch, I always see um, mostly you. Um, and I know there are other members of the team, but you share such great insights in those videos. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Oh, this is much appreciated. No, I'm, I'm Eric van Vulpen. Uh, I founded about five years ago, AIHR, the Academy to Innovate HR. Um, Five years ago, it started as a blog on people analytics. Actually, I I graduated from psychology, law and business administration. Big fan of of i know psychology slash HRM. Uh, I love the field. And I ran into this field of people analytics. And what was interesting to me is that when I spoke with experts, they had really great stories about what it was and how you could use it, how you could leverage metrics to make better decisions, for example, in HR. But then if I Googled it, I couldn't find any useful information. Yeah, so I thought, yeah. you know, wh- why shouldn't we, you know, start to create information? Because, you know, maybe we'll actually put some quality content online and it will mm-hmm. be useful for some of the HR folks out there. Yeah. So that's that's what we did. It started as a, as a web blog, um, you know, that, that good old fashioned way you read articles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that got picked up very quickly, actually. And then people started reaching out to, to, to us and us is myself and my business partner, Nando Steinhouse. And um, saying, you know, it's very interesting to read articles about this, but I would love to learn more, you know, where can I actually learn how to do this? And we didn't really know a good place where you could actually learn how to implement people analytics in your organization. You know, this was mm. five, five and a half years ago. So yep. people, you know, people analytics are still very much an emerging field. Yes. So we thought, you know, maybe we should make a course. So we, we set out, uh, uh, my business partner, Nando, sold the course. I, I made the course itself um, and we created a course and that became hugely popular. And one course became two, became five, became... I don't know, 45, 50-ish, I think, at the moment courses that we have where we focus on, you know, people analytics, on digital HR, but also all the different uh, centers of expertise within within HR. So diversity and inclusion, uh, conversation and benefits, uh, organizational development and design, yes. um, talent acquisition, and I'm forgetting a, a bunch yes. of them, but you, you are, know, we try I to actually, focus on all those HR pillars.
0: Yes, I actually love the one that you have on the HR business partner, how to become an HR business partner. Um, and I think that that's a really great course that people can look at to see, like, it, as you are progressing in your HR career, you can use this course to help you with the fundamental foundations of building your career into the HR business partner role. But yes, like, I absolutely love AIHR. I recommend it to every single HR professional. It is the foundation in my coaching practice. When people are asking me like, what course can I do to do to learn more about this? I want to be more people driven. I want to be more analytical. How do I do that? And I go, you need to go to AIHR. The other thing that I love that you guys have, let's talk a little bit about this, is your The assessment that you use to help people determine how T-shaped they are as HR professionals, what brought that feature? Because I use that like every day.
1: (laughs) That that, that is awesome. It's awesome to get that feedback. Um, So we, we we, we started essentially just like we started with the courses because a lot of people asked for it. Same with with the T shaped HR professional. So for us, maybe it's, it's good to explain a little bit what the first T yeah. shape, what the T shape is, before I start yes. raving about the assessment because yes. you know I, I love the. It's very agile. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly, exactly. So for, for us, the the T shape is is very briefly an, 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 that every HR professional should be T shaped, meaning yes. that they have a number of core competencies, the horizontal part of the T, and then the this, the functional specialization being the vertical part of the T. Yes. And for us, you know, the core competencies are are data literacy, and that's uh, that, that's. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it very brief because I can talk about this for hours. I know <laughs> data, data literacy, like the the, the digital skills, digital uh-huh. integration. We call it business acumen and a uh, uh, people advocacy. And and in the in the assessment, essentially, it was because a lot of uh, both individuals and organisations reached out to us uh, saying, you know. As an organization i have 100 people i would love for them to upskill but some of them you know are very data driven very digitally minded and might want to improve in, in in different areas well, the majority, you know, is very people-centric, and and we want them to improve. In so, ca- can we create a learning journey that both, you know, these different personas can both fit into? Yeah. And that's that's essentially how the how the competency assessment came about, mm-hmm. where we look at, you know, uh, where we where we measure what people's levels are on these different core competencies, and then you know, if you score very high on one competency but lower on the other competency, it makes more sense, you know, to start there, yeah. because in the end, yeah. you want to have a basic base level on all those competencies. You still exactly. have some areas that you're naturally good at, of course, yeah. but you do want to have a base level on all of them, and that, that's kind of how that, that that assessment came about
0: yeah, that is an amazing assessment. I really appreciate that you guys created it because I think it when i uh, when I took it for me, it was good, but I know like sometimes when I refer my clients to go take this test before we start a, a coaching journey, let's see where you're at. A lot of times people are so surprised when they realize that their people advocacy is not where they really thought it would be. Um, What your expectation is of where you are really and what really shows up in that test um, really helps you to determine how you're going to move forward. And I know a lot of people seem to struggle, struggle with business acumen for sure. Whoever created it, amazing. Absolutely.
1: Thanks thanks so quite might actually be quite interesting. Quite recently, we analyzed some of the data that we that we have in the assessment. I think we have fifty six hundred uh, over five thousand people uh, went through the assessment and yeah. then we looked at you know how do people score on these four core competencies. And then we saw that that uh, people people's advocacy actually scores quite high. So in general, people score relatively right. high on, on people advocacy compared to the other the other mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Where well, you then see, I think that the 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 next was was business acumen already much yes. lower. And then data literacy, you know, the ability to read, interpret, okay. create data, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. leverage data to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And then the lowest of them was digital integration, which is this you know awareness of technology, yes. being able to work with technology like a digital teenager which I think is a I didn't think of that but I think it's an an awesome way of putting it and then you know knowing the technology that's out there and at least on a a conceptual level and you know seeing the opportunities of bringing that technology uh, in the organization not having to do it yourself but at least having an understanding of that technology and we see that the people advocacy scores quite high and then the other three business acumen data literacy and digital integration almost at a similar level score all quite low so I think most HR professionals can use some improvement in, a, in, in those areas. In those
0: areas, definitely. And I'm so glad that you have that data to share, to really bring awareness around where we think we're strong, that we really may need to work yeah. on to do better. I want to talk a little bit about the courses and like how people can interact with the courses. So you guys are based in Rotterdam, but you have your courses are offered online, correct?
1: yeah that's that's correct they're in english they're online uh, our, our physical location is in is in rotterdam that's where we started and we're trying to contain it to rotterdam as long as possible but uh-huh. the, the, the the team is mostly international so we have only a, a handful of dutch people and the rest are all internationals uh, working from uh, from rotterdam it's it's a, it's a very international city yeah um, yeah so we we make the courses they're online they're in english and, and they also have spanish subtitles um and and they're essentially accessible you know it's it's asynchronous learning so you can learn from anywhere at any time you Mm -hmm. know whenever you have the time and you know the busyness has subsided a little bit you can dive into the courses develop yourself and then you know um uh, whenever you have the time
0: that's amazing and would you say that you had to pivot much as a result of covid
1: it's interesting. Um, so, COVID has been has been an a an, an very interesting, I, th- I think, for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. But from the, we 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 started from the get go as as a fully online online platform. So right. so all the courses that we've offered uh, have always been asynchronous learning. Um, you know, whenever you ask a question, we try. We, you know, our, our aim is to get as soon as possible a response as on on the question. Right. Uh, whenever you ask for help, you know, for support questions, uh, we we try to have a turnaround time with it. You know, within the day, you get a reply. Yeah. Um, but but when 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 COVID hit, it, we we noticed that in the first yeah four four five six. Of course, you know, it hits different different places in the world yes. at different times. But we, we did notice that that when, when 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 Europe started to go into lockdown and then a few weeks later the, the US went into lockdown, we noticed that for about one, two months, like hardly anyone was on the platform because everyone, you know, in HR was Driving around in their cars, the, delivering monitors to you know to 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 employees' uh, yeah. homes, and you know just focusing on the day-to-day, uh, you know, s- saving the situation and making sure that everyone had the tools. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that was, I think, March, April, somewhere in in, in that, and then 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 May throughout. Uh, actually, this year, uh, you know, to, almost for twelve months till till March this year. Uh, it's it's just been a tremendous interest in learning. A lot of people are spending much more time now learning. I think mm-hmm. because, the, you know, also the, there's on the one hand an urgency, you know, uh, either you're very busy and, and, you know, things go well, but also for a big, big group of people, you know, it hasn't been the, 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 the best time. So you, you see... There's there's a much more of an urgency to to learn and and yeah we've seen that on the platform and we've been trying trying to do our best also working from home to create more courses yeah. and to just you know keep keep feeling that 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 hunger that yeah the, the astronomical hunger for you know new content for new learnings on all these kinds of topics so it's been an an it's it of course COVID, COVID has been a, a a very difficult time for for many but it's it's from from that side we've been very fortunate uh, yeah. business wise with uh with the academy
0: wonderful what are some of the things that you're seeing HR professionals asking for you to cover in your content now as time has elapsed?
1: That That's a good So We, we see a lot of interest in, in organization design and development. Um, I, I think... Uh, re- recently, I spoke with a, with a, a senior HR professional, and, and she mentioned that, you know, the, these, these turnaround processes, turnaround projects where the entire organization from, you know, in a very short time, you know, the, the, the turnaround change management, we see a lot of interest in that. that, that, that mm-hmm. That's one topic. We also see there's, there's um, you know, when it comes to topics like... Um, Uh, compensation for example one of the discussions we've had in the in the community was you know how how do you deal with with compensation when you know your headquarters is in in say in new york and Uh you know Everyone is working from New York, you know, before COVID, but then during COVID, you know, people decide to, you know, because you're working remote and it doesn't make sense whether you live, you know, a few miles away from the office or, you know, a, a, a thousand miles away from the office. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's it's essentially the same, you know,
0: uh-huh. um,
1: so so we, we, we've had a lot of questions and, and, and comments regarding those kinds of topics, okay. um, but we still see also a, a lot of interest in, you know, in, in, in digital, digital skills, um, yeah. the digital transformation. Um, almost everyone is these days in a digital transformation. Target yes. operating models are being changed. Yeah. So you see a lot of demand still for these more future-oriented skills.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that, that we already, you know, five years ago I said we started with people analytics, we still see a lot of interest in that space, in the digital space, yeah. but also, you know, on conversation benefits on some of these topics that all of a sudden just have a huge amount of interest because of the, because of what happened in the in the pandemic.
0: Yeah. That's really great that you're able to take on the feedback and then create content um, that you think is going to be purposeful for your audience. Um, And I really appreciate the fact that you actually listen to to us, you know, as a community. And I want to talk about that's what I want to talk about next. I want to talk about community. Um, So you haven't just created this academy where you bring people in to learn um, and then you leave them alone and you go away. You've actually created an entire community, which I'm so proud to be a part of, to be able to engage with students and support them in their journeys. Um, Tell us a little bit more about this community, what it does, and um, what are your hopes to, to grow the community over time?
1: that's the, th- th- thanks so much for your kind words julie that's 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 really really heartwarming um if for us like learning you know can happen in courses but for us it happens just as much you know learning from peers because mm-hmm. you, you can do a course and you know you, you improve but you will constantly keep running into into very specific situations where you know yes you can have some general knowledge but it would be so much more useful to just you know have access to a broader community of peers yes. that you can ask for help that you can ask for advice mm-hmm. so that has always really been our philosophy for the for the community where we essentially want to have a platform where you have a community and you have the option to you know First of all, learning the community and also learning courses. So the community for us has been uh, almost in the in the forefront, and the courses has been you know a, a big value add that we offer, but in the community we want to offer an equal amount of value, yes. And th- that's that's has really been for us for us the focus, and indeed, um, you know w- w- what I told at the very beginning. We started making courses because the community that we built through the web blog um, was asking for courses, so we started right. going into, into courses, and that's what we, we try to keep doing that, that whatever the hr community you know is asking for or a need that we see we try to deliver on it as best as we can right um and that, that has always been our our design philosophy to to be very yeah, as, as much cost customer oriented as possible and mm-hmm. you know in, in our case the customers are the amazing hr community so that's that's always a joy to interact with on a yeah, yeah on, on, on a daily basis
0: yes What is your, um, I really love this community and I love the fact that you have created this space. Tell me like, what does your community look like from a global perspective? Because I want people to really understand who can be a part of AIHR, who can learn, who can learn, and who can be a part of the community. What does it look like from a global context?
1: that's so, so but my initial reaction would be everyone can be part of the community yes but we in 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 terms of you know members of the community i think that the majority is based in 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 the united states and and, and canada so north america yep. uh, uk and and europe uh, and australia from the top mm-hmm. of my head those are the those are the main geographical areas where we where we have the most customers mm-hmm. uh, but we also have, have customers in in southeast asia um, um we have customers in 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 china uh, in um well e- europe i already so it's 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 in that sense a, a very global community global and I don't, I don't know the, the exact number but i think it's it's over 150 you know countries are represented in that yes. community yes. and yes. i think that that makes it very unique compared to the you know the the, the more u.s centric uh, mm-hmm. uh, communities or the, or the you know the, the, the uk centric communities that are out there it's a truly global community where yes. you know whenever you have a question I th- and i think that's the fascinating part on the one hand um, you know you you get a you get a question you know you know based on your own context you can look at a problem but you know when you look at different problems it is very valuable to also get different perspectives and someone from australia will have a very different perspective on a problem you're having uh, and they may have already you know seen the problem and dealt with the problem yes, um yes. and and bringing those 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 different perspectives in having them in one community i think that's yeah that's in a sense a treasure trove and it's it's kind of having a, a literally a global network so yes. you know if you're headquarter is in the u.s and you're you you have a problem with a with a a a subsidiary you know somewhere else in the world leverage that community make use of it because it will provide you a truly international and global perspective on the challenges that you have
0: definitely and i I really i want to say in addition to the countries that you mentioned i know that there are some caribbean islands that um, persons participate in your courses. So I know Barbados for sure um, and Jamaica, I've seen people um, share their certifications graduating from the Caribbean. So you really are um, not biased at all. You're really sharing this space with the entire world. And like I said, if you're not a part of AIHR, if you've never heard of it, If you have not participated in any way, anything that they're offering, this is your opportunity. So tell us, Eric, how can people tap in to AIHR? Where can they find you? Well,
1: the easiest place is to go to www.aihr.com. So that's Mm -hmm. AIHR.com. That's the the easiest way that you can find um, the, the courses that we offer. You can find the... Um, uh, the, 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 the articles that we write, the, the, the blogs that we, that I started with at the very beginning, we still yes. have them. We still attract a lot of visitors, and that's also where you can get access to 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 the courses and the and the broader community. So that's that's really the place to go. And for us, we we want to continue growing that community. It's our our goal to in 2025 have 100,000 uh, uh, people that we continuously educate uh, that we have in our community that we can provide value, but that's, you know more importantly provide value to each other so that that for us is the is the long term vision and we're, uh, we're we're getting there i think it's going much faster than we than we initially thought uh-huh. and yeah we, we, it's just very exciting so anyone who's interested uh, i would love to welcome them and uh, check out aihr.com
0: definitely so you've heard it guys aihr.com the academy to innovate hr go check them out and i'm ch- telling you you're going to be completely amazed at the catalog of sessions that they have that you can learn from the course content is deep rich it is you have um, persons who are teaching those courses from all over the world as well so go check them out and be a part of that amazing community what can people find in that community besides being able to tap into each other like what resources do you put in the community just so just to give people a little taste
1: that's, that's an awesome question. Uh, I, I think one of the events, or so we, we have weekly events. Yeah I, yeah, I can make a long list, but I'll, I'll keep it brief. So we, we have weekly live events. So very, t- tomorrow we have a live event on strategic goals for 2022, where we go through some of the trends that we're seeing in HR and we try to connect them to people's strategic goals. So, you know, if you haven't set your strategy yet, or you have set it already and you're still tweaking it. That's, I think, a fantastic session. And we have weekly live events uh, that we're starting with, actually, you know, starting tomorrow on a weekly basis, these live events. Okay. Um, uh, plus, we we share articles, we share experiences, we share case studies. Um, the, the community is really something that is important for us and that that going forward, we only want to invest more in. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we have weekly live events, uh, also things like Q&As. If you ask questions, they'll be get answered, you know, both as comments, but also in live events. Um, and, and, and a number of of, of interactive interactive uh, uh, sessions. So on a weekly basis, you you get live events plus the resources plus everything else that we that we share. And we have a we have a big team creating all kinds of resources that whenever you ask for it, uh, we see if we can make it and we try to make it and uh, and, and we post it in the community. So it's also very much an on demand uh, ask for it and uh, we'll start working to uh, to make it essentially.
0: I love that. And I, I find that, that the fact that you're so open to receive and then create to support your customer needs is like truly admirable, um, especially for us from an HR perspective, uh, where, you know, a lot of times when we're asking for things, it may not be received or we don't get what we need. And so to be able to find this, to be able to find this treasure trove, in AIHR, I think is really, um, truly awesome. Like, if you are not a part of this community, if you are not here, you need to get here right now. Just come on down.
1: I Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Julie. That's so. Thanks so much.
0: You're welcome. So so tell us, Eric, um, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think other HR professionals will enjoy?
1: good question i'm uh, so I'm, I'm actually standing here next to my my my, my dinner table I, I put my laptop on a stool on my <laughs> dinner table to have a good angle so i i can actually reach over and, uh-huh. uh, and grab the, the the nearest book this is the book i'm i'm, I'm reading at the moment uh, um the the, the leadership uh, pipeline okay. Uh-huh. and it's it's a it's a fantastic book I'm, I'm now 70 80 pages in so you know i can't give you the full summary yet right. but it, it essentially states that you know as uh, um, it's, it's a fantastic book on leadership development which you know is one of the one of the core themes as, as hr we need to build that leadership pipeline yes. think about succession planning yes and it essentially states that you know as you progress as you know a, a manager of self the first level you know you're a, a, a productive uh, individual performer you become a manager of others and that means that you need to learn some new behaviors but also unlearn some different behaviors from a manager of order you become a manager of managers and again you need to learn some new behaviors but also unlearn some behaviors and then you know you you, kind of that that is how you build a a leadership pipeline according to the book because you need uh, experience in the in the first few layers you know before you can progress to that new layer right. but with every new layer you need to unlearn certain behaviors yes. instead of learning behaviors right and and right. I thought that that is a fantastic perspective on so my, my colleague uh, Dieter veltman he, he advised me to read the book so all the credits for the for the, the, the brilliant choice go to him uh-huh. um, I, I I'm I'm reading it and I'm, I'm 70 pages in I started this weekend um, and I'm, I'm very excited. And, and I'm now thinking like, what can we learn in HR, you know, from, from this, you know, as we yes. advance through our HR career, what are some of the things that we learn? Uh-huh. And what are some of the things that we need to unlearn? unlearn. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, especially when we talk about having a strategic role as for example, an HR business partner, you know, as you progress and become more and more of a strategic partner as an HR yes. professional, there are also things you need to unlearn. And I think it's very good to be conscious of the things that you need to yes. unlearn just as much as you focus on the things that you, you know, need, need to, to learn. learn. So maybe yes. it's, it's not a good picture of, you know, the, the founder of an of an uh, uh, academy saying that people need to unlearn things, but yeah, you, you also need to unlearn Absolutely. certain behaviors in order to make that next step.
0: Absolutely. I definitely agree that you need to unlearn, Um, especially like when you first come into HR, you're very um, administrative, right? Your role is very administrative, but then when you step up and you become an HR manager, then you have to unlearn that you're not going to touch the admin stuff because now you have the support to do that. Your job now is to support you know, your leaders and so on. And then when you become a CHRO or VP, as you grow, you need to unlearn certain things that you would do as an HR manager that are no longer in your remit because so like that hands-on stuff that you would do differently to when you were admin. As you grow in your role, you are constantly unlearning because I, I hear so many HR professionals who I coach Um, always saying, Julie, I'm struggling to let go of this particular thing because I'm so used to doing this. Like, I'm so used to being administrative. I don't know how to let that go, right? How do I let it go? So we definitely need to um, focus a lot on how we unlearn and learn so that we develop our roles. And I, I tie that a lot to competencies as well. Because when you think about your HR competencies, whether it's the business acumen piece, the digital piece, whatever it is, you're going to be aware of certain things. And that's the beginning of being competent, right? You're aware of it. When you're knowledgeable, it means, okay, well, now you've moved from just being aware of it to kind of like, you know it, you know where to find it, you know how to access it. Um, to them moving from being knowledgeable to them kind of like being an expert all right you're moving towards being now a subject matter expert that people can call on you confidently to answer things and that and that in itself means you're gonna have to unlearn stuff and learn stuff in order to build your competency so yeah I could definitely see how that would work in in leadership pipeline awesome
1: I, I think yeah, that's a, that's a brilliant summary, Julie. I, I couldn't have said it better. That That is a brilliant summary. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you. So this is a big question. What is the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now, today?
1: Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I think there's, there's, you know, if there's a, a misconception about HR, it is that um, HR is only about people. Um, first of all, I think HR is about people, but it's, it's similar like marketing, for example, is about people. Because, you know, in marketing, you try to show advertisements to, you know, to individuals and you try yes. to understand them and you try to deliver them a service, you know, mm-hmm. which is your, your marketing material, essentially. In the same way as HR, you also provide a service to individuals when we think about a marketing professional we think about someone who is you know very t- technologically savvy who's very good at you know at, at writing and expressing themselves in written yes. communications we think about someone who's fairly quantitative on the you know on the, on the, on the performance marketeer side we think about someone who's very good at design we don't necessarily think about a, you know a, a brilliant people person mm-hmm. well if we think about hr you know who also Interacts with people in a similar way marketing interacts with people. We have this prime association of, you know, you need to be a people person to really work in HR. Right. And if we talk about misconceptions, I think that is the misconception that I would like to tackle that, you know, when you go into HR, yes, it is important to be a people person, mm-hmm. but there's also so much more to it. And when when I you know see students who are you know why do you and I ask them why do you go into HR they say oh I would really like to work with people you know I'm now doing doing (laughs) statistics for my thesis I hate it I can't wait to stop. They say, yeah. Well, I have news for you because as soon as you enter HR, all the rage is on people analytics, and as soon as they hear you had a a, a subject in statistics, they say, yes. "Well, you should do that statistics for us because we don't understand it." So wow. yes, HR is about people, but it's about much much more than that. And I think that's a misconception to answer your question that I would really like to address. That HR is also about you know about the technology that you know in the end delivers most of your HR services. Yes. HR is about the data that that technology generates, so you can provide an even better HR service. HR is about understanding the business because you know you're trying to serve the business, and if you don't do that well, then you know whatever you do in HR isn't really working. Exactly. And HR absolutely is also about people, but it's not just about people. And I think that's the biggest misconception that I'd love to fix if I if I could.
0: Yes. Well, I think just seeing what you've said is a start to that for those who are going to listen to this podcast. Um, they will get to understand exactly what you're saying. And I, I appreciate what you're saying because I feel like so many times I feel when I hear people go, why do you want to get into HR? And people go, oh, because I like people and I just want to shake you. I go, because that's not the only reason. Like there's, there's such a big picture when it comes to HR. And I just think that um, when you just see the people side of it, there's so much that you're missing. Um, and that's why a lot of times people struggle as they get into HR so yeah definitely I I agree with you I gotta ask you this Eric now versus Eric teenage Eric what advice would you give to your younger self
1: (laughs) oh I I don't know I think (laughs) (laughs) that is a good question I, I think the teenage Eric was a was a, was a, was a big nerd well <laughs> this Eric is also still a big nerd who, who loves things like HR. Uh-huh. Uh, I think t- t- teenage Eric spent way too much time playing video games. so if that, if there's <laughs> one advice I should give is you know s- s- stop playing video games from a, at a younger age because you have so much more time left to do a, uh-huh. to, to, to do other amazing stuff. Um, so yeah that, that's probably the most tangible advice I would give a t- teenage Eric. <laughs>
0: I love it I love it thank you for being so open and honest Eric you have survived your time in the sound booth today I want to thank you so much for joining me to have this conversation about AI HR I wish you guys all the best I am looking forward to doing more great things with you and I'm hoping that our audience are going to go check you guys out start looking at your courses take that t-shaped HR assessment it is free guys you have nothing to lose other than to find better ways to develop and grow yourself by taking that assessment. So go do it right now. And then AI HR has all the content that you need to help you build each and every single one of those competencies and make you be the great person that we know you can be. Right, Eric?
1: Absolutely. And th- thanks so much for, your, for for the praise, Julie. It's a it's. I, I can just say thank you. Thank you very, very much. And it's, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on your show. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: You're welcome. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for joining us in the sound brief today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I A M Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms. Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Anchor FM and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again in the next Sound Off.